It's about to get Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, good brothers, good sisters, welcome to The Ringside Rant, the podcast with the best interviews, the best guests, the best conversations across all of wrestling, podcasting, and beyond. Right around the corner is another great interview, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, and welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome back, Ranters. I have the honor of having a live show today. I am with the rock star Robbie Vegas himself. Robbie, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I figured, you know, you know, might as well start tapping into the homegrown talent and all that good <laughs> stuff now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, enough of this going all, all over the country, down to North Carolina, all, all out west. And, yeah. You know, long time coming, big fan of... Uh, you know, your show you just dropped uh, yesterday, uh, All Bets Off with Robbie Vegas. You do mm-hmm. a lot of interviews with uh, singers, drummers, mm-hmm. as far as the music business goes. Obviously, for, you know, my listeners that don't know who you are, what, you know, where'd you get your influences as far as being in the band, as far as being in, in the business? Um, as far as the music business goes, um I grew up loving music. Man, my earliest memories are uh, my uncle at the time uh, when I was like four or five years old, still lived with my grandmother, and uh, he was in his 20s, and uh, he gave me his old Kiss records, mm-hmm. and that was that, like, superheroes, man. Like, you opened up those those records, because at the time, kids, records were, were you know not just this cool fad that came back around two years ago, but like, you know, you'd open up the vinyl and you just, there's pictures of breathing fire and smoking guitars. And, um, you know, that just really captured my imagination and I would listen to Kiss and he also gave me his Beatles records. So Mm -hmm. I had, you know, both those influences going from a young age. And as I was getting older, um, I just found myself discovering like 80s hair metal, which is my my favorite type of music and uh, the horror rock stuff and things like that. But it all stemmed back from Kiss and the Beatles and then it just kind of grew from there and it just made me fall in love with music. So I started playing guitar when I was six, started playing live shows and been in bands and, and recording albums since I was 14. Now, obviously, being out of Buffalo that you are, obviously here in Rochester, but do you do a lot of a lot of concerts out there, or do you just kind of go wherever you can get bookings? Uh, I go wherever, man. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing this for a long time, so I've I've been around a lot of places. But um, now I don't do the full band thing anymore. It's just acoustic it because was, yeah. you know with the, my wrestling schedule and everything, uh, and podcasting and everything else I got going on. I can't possibly get a schedule together with four or five other guys. Yeah. It's just, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay, because I did it for a while, and I, I, I got to open up for a lot of cool bands that I grew up listening to, and I recorded a bunch of albums. And uh, so now it's like, you know, my next show is in Canadagua. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just wherever I get booked is where I'm going. My, yeah. my previous show before that was in Clarence. So yeah, yeah. my big shows every year are in the, uh, the VIP tenant during Lake. Um, this year I'll be in there for uh, Kiss, for the Kiss Farewell, actually. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, got to <laughs> that's probably a dream come true you know growing up listening to them all that stuff yeah and, yeah it comes um, around full circle that i would uh you know be inspired by them and then be able to play in the vip tent for their last show that's ever going to happen at darien so yeah well they say it's their last show they can yeah. <laughs> pull like an eagles or something okay this is our farewell tour part yeah. three right exactly um, exactly but uh yeah so it, it's interesting to see you know for my listeners that don't, you know, haven't come and seen you watch for as far as wrestling or music or whatever, mm-hmm. you seem to have a little bit of the rock, rock star mm-hmm. in, in as far as, I don't want to say it's a gimmick, but it's more of, uh, I, I guess you could, but it's, it's, it is, but it's not yeah. because it's, it is me, but it's me cranked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh. I'm huge into 80s hair metal, like I was saying. So like when you see me come through that curtain, like. I am the embodiment of what Motley Crue would be mm-hmm. if they were wrestlers. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, again, just an extension of myself. Yeah. So is it a gimmick? Maybe, a little bit. But at the same time, that's what I was growing up. So mm-hmm. it's not that far off. If if people knew who knew me when I was, you know, 19, 20, 21, mm-hmm. came to one of these shows, they would not be shocked at all what I looked yeah. like when I came through that curtain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will say, I would love to see Tommy Lee as a, as a, <laughs> as a wrestler. I, w- I would give my arm and a leg to see that. I, I, I can't remember. I, it might have been him or some other rocker that actually... No, it was fucking, uh, shit. El, not Alice Cooper. Um, at WrestleMania with, um, Jake the Snake. I and, can't remember uh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, was it Alice Cooper? Cooper? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. it was somebody. And it's just like, you get that vibe, especially back in the 80s. Like you mentioned, it's, yeah. that was that time where rock was rock. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and now it's like... Mm, right. Nah. And they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, my my, uh, my one pair of trunks that I have right now are uh, inspired by Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. They're this pretty much... I wouldn't call them identical, but they're very close to what he wore on the Shout at the Devil record in, in you know, 84, 85, whenever yeah. that came out. So, yeah. yeah. Now, who were some of your influences growing up as far as the rest, wrestling business? Uh, my very first influence in the wrestling business was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, when I first started watching wrestling, um, you know, you were still getting the Macho Mans and the Ultimate Warriors, but mm-hmm. um, Sean really jumped off the page for me. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was a rock star, you know? Sean was very cocky, he was arrogant, but he was very good at what he did, and it mm-hmm. made you like him. Yeah. Like, you, you couldn't dislike him as much as you wanted to. And I don't care what anybody says, yeah, he was a great heel, but you still respected him. Oh, yeah. And um, so Sean was a big one for me. Um, Bret Hart was a big one for me, um, and then as years progressed, I got really into Jeff Hardy and Edge. Yeah. And um, uh, as far as like the current crop. And then he show, said Hellcat was the coolest <laughs> dude he ever met. <laughs> Running by yes. the boss. And, <laughs> we'll just throw that in there right now. Uh, now that I work here at UPW, Hellcat's my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> I'm gonna mark that down and make sure that I edit that and make sure that that's a drop and make sure to tag everybody in their mother. Um, but now, yeah. now on the current crop of guys that are around, I would yeah. say that uh, Dolph Ziggler's a big one for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm very big into um, like Kenny Omega, just as like a performer, not so much as like I know everybody's kind of big on him right now, but I don't look at just like oh my god kenny does like all this crazy cool stuff with all these false finishes like yeah. as a human being and a performer i think that he's like a top-notch guy um also i think roman reigns has a bad rap with fans for some reason but i think he's incredible well those three guys in general that you meant i would think they're probably three of the better workers in the business alone yeah uh you know and you mentioned Shawn michaels everybody gets on the zolf ziggler all the time you know mm-hmm. the rap with him mm-hmm. oh he's just Shawn michaels wannabe i'm like well yeah who isn't you know right, what i mean right if you look at the current crop of guys that are out there right now they all will tell you that they were insane Shawn michaels fans mm-hmm. before they were workers yeah. you know um i wouldn't be surprised if the young bucks said that like, oh, yeah. Of course, well, I don't know because right. I've never really talked to those guys, or well, I shouldn't say never talked to them, but never had a, yeah, yeah. you know a sit down in depth conversation, conversation with yeah. them. But I would assume because well, of their style. Well, no, and you, you, even their look though, you know, they come out yeah. with the bandanas, they come in with all the tassels on their mm-hmm. gear and stuff. You know, that was the rockers. That was my my first wrestling event that I fiz- not I saw. It was. Actually, it was a tape. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, tape trading. Yes, believe it or not, fans, you can't watch it on yeah. online, <laughs> line back then. It goes right back along with the records. Exactly, like. exactly. exactly. Um, and it's something I watch over and over and over again. It was WrestleMania six? Yeah. And it was supposed to be at the Coliseum, mm-hmm. and then got put indoor. It was during the Gulf War, first Gulf War, and that was when the Rockers faced um, the Barbarian and Haku. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, you just, you never saw that then back in, I do believe that was 90, You didn't see that back then. No, no, and definitely not. And that's what you see now where, I never really got the Young Bucks when they first came. I'm like, I just. I was the same. I'm like, I, I was. And then as time went on, time went, they grew, they grew on Yes, you. yes. And exactly. then you got to see being the elite on YouTube and you got to know them better. It's like. All right, they're just fans like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, here's a, here's an oddball one for you. You probably don't hear very much, but Texas Tornado was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Mr. Perfect, too, but, uh, like, I never really hear anybody give Texas Tornado a lot of credit yeah. unless you were a WCCW fan. Well, right, but I was a school. fan of the Texas Tornado. Yeah. Yeah, same guy, different time just period. You know, yeah, yeah. 
But, um, you know, but yeah, to your point about the Young Bucks, like, I was the same way. When they first came onto the scene, I was like, yeah, these guys do so much, and I feel, you know, it's just an old school mentality that I had. But then after being in the business, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, these guys are onto something, and yeah. it's huge. Yeah. And obviously, look at AEW, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, but you know, exactly, you know, and it's just like you get, you get the guy, you get guys like the Young Bucks, you get guys like Cody, Kenny, yeah. all the, that group, that handful of guys there, they say, okay, here, here you go, here's, you get... Uh, mm-hmm. What's his face? Khan. Um, first name, I can't. Not Jeremy. Uh, uh, owner. Khan. Oh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan. There Con. you go. Yeah, yeah. I might call him Jeremy, but anyways. Um, <laughs> That's a big back I probably, I probably know it, yeah. <laughs> probably know a guy named Jeremy Khan, but. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, you get a guy that, and that's what they needed. They needed a backing like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's a big one. And you can't. I, there's no competing with WWE, no matter yeah, whether you yeah. like the product or not. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. Yeah. <laughs> and you do your own thing mm-hmm. and let the chips fall where they may. Exactly. You know, you get that TV deal, that's step one. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And that's going to sure. come out right when, you know, they make WWE makes their move to Fox in the right. fall. So that's going to come out at a crucial time. For sure. For sure. Um, and then you think of, like, you know, staying on the Young Bucks topic, their match with um, Penta and Ray Phoenix was uh, just wow. For for at uh, double or nothing, right. that was that was just incredible. Well, and, and it's not the first time that obviously they wrestle. They wrestled in Triple A, mm-hmm. you know, so they mm-hmm. they know each other very well. And that's you don't see that a lot with tag team wrestling. Whether you like I said, whether you watch, you know, uh, uh, WWE, NXT, you see a little bit of NXT, but not too much. Yeah. But you really have to get to your likes or your impacts with you know LAX. Yeah. Or yeah. you know uh, OVE, something like that where you you that's tag team wrestling. Yeah, for sure. You know, for even, sure. and even you know on the indie circuit, you know, obviously you know you're coming you're coming off you coming into UPW as mm-hmm. a singles wrestler now. Yeah, yeah. Being as part of Nightbreed, mm-hmm. you know, obviously are you expanding that more in other territory territories, well, other promotions, <laughs> other promotions. Um, as in. Uh, Moving more into singles, or or still keeping the Nightbreed alive elsewhere, which would yeah. So are you look are you looking more to branch out yourself? Are you looking to kind of just get more of uh, tag team bookings as well? Um, I'm never opposed to rolling under the Nightbreed umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, the Nightbreed doesn't necessarily mean that I need to stay in a tag team because the Nightbreed is um, is me and Mad Dog and Mm -hmm. Cyclone and uh, Jackson Thorne. Okay. And we just roll under that umbrella. So to me, I could wrestle the singles, those guys could tag, whatever, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But yes, for me personally, I would love to do more singles. Um, I would like to get some singles titles under my belt. I'm a five-time tag team champion right now. Yeah. I have zero singles titles. And I've been doing this for seven and a half years. That needs to change. Yeah. And it's because I've been mainly, for out of seven and a half years, I think I've been in tag teams for six, six and a half of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just time. It's yeah. it's my time to show what I can do by myself because yeah. it's been so long since I showed what I can do by myself. Yeah. And UPW has given me that platform. Uh, a few other companies are also giving me that platform. Um, I do have a heavyweight title match coming up against Cyclone yeah. um, in a couple weeks. But um, you know, me and me and Mad Dog are teaming in Indiana this summer. A couple shows mm-hmm. uh, we have next week at um, New York Wrestling Federation's debut show. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be teaming. Um, so right now I got my hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm looking more forward to doing the single stuff because to me, it's fresh. Yeah. You know? Now I'm glad you brought up Cyclone Jones. You mm-hmm. know, being, you know, I'm familiar with him. Obviously, with him being out here in UPW. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's made knowledge yet, but obviously he's winding down. He is winding down. Yes. Yeah. What experience that you, your experience, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, that you've had got from him, that um, you take with you as far as getting those single, single bookings. Uh, well, I had one of my, my best singles matches ever against him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was more of a um, learning how to work a singles battling as the underdog mm-hmm. because he's a lot bigger than me. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as other experience that I get from him, just being in the car because he is uh, 10 years deep right now. He's been around. He's uh, He helped me get going. He helped me get uh, booked at different companies when I was brand new. Uh, he didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did, which I will always appreciate because, you know, when you're green, 
nobody wants to book the green guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't shown what you can do yet. You're, mm-hmm. you're barely making a name for yourself in whatever your home fed is. Mm-hmm. You know, so he took me on the road with him and uh, introduced me, got me my first bookings in Canada, which was huge. Mm-hmm. And um, listening to him put his matches to, together and um, critique them on the drives home, because that's mm-hmm. something that we always do in our car. Uh, no matter who we're riding with, where we're coming from, uh, what matches we were in, we break down what happened that night in our matches, how they could have been better, what we could have done differently, and that's just something we've always done. Mm-hmm. And on the drives to the shows, we do promo practice. Mm-hmm. So we each cut promos about different things uh, on the fly, randomly. We'll say, hey, you know, cut a promo about this guy uh, for this kind of match, and we'll just cut a promo driving. Mm-hmm. So it's constant practice, constant you know, critiquing of what we could do better, why, you know, if we did do something wrong, we'll point it out to each other, like, why would you do that there? Mm-hmm. Didn't make sense to me when you could have gone to this and it would have went much smoother kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, he's the one who taught me how to break matches down after they happened mm-hmm. and really take away something from them. Not to say other guys didn't, you know, do the same for me, but when you're driving three hours, four hours, you know, however, you have a long time to sit down and go, okay, let's really break this thing down step by step and figure this out. So as much as we faced each other and even been teams, uh, you know, me, him, and, and Mad Dog have been, you know, six-mans and, you know, alternating tag teams and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, um, that's where I get the most help because I'm very, very much into ring psychology. Yeah, so. yeah. you don't see that a lot, of, especially on the independent circuit, you don't see a lot of people taking that time to get that ring psychology. Yeah. Very, I should say never, you, you, very select few, you see that now, because yeah. it's so fast, 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 fast yeah. paced. Yeah, exactly. That you get in, you get out, you get your thing, and then you go. Yeah. You go into yeah. the next town or but next area. But I also area. feel like uh, it's, it's easy now for a lot of guys to get bookings because even though they're not good at ring psychology per se, they're more, a lot of guys, I'm not going to say most guys because that, that's no longer true, but a lot of guys are more like, I want to be a wrestler and say I'm a wrestler, but they don't put the work in to become a wrestler. Yeah. It's just, and they're willing to work for free yeah. because, well, let's face it, nobody wants to pay them because they don't know enough. So it's like, well, I just wrestled good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So they don't take the time to learn the ring psychologies, what you did wrong, what you didn't do. We've never been like that. Mm-hmm. For us, it's always been like, how can we get better? And now I've been in this long enough to where I'll even do the same to him so now we have more of a instead of a mentorship it's more of a partnership where it's like you know in your match you should think about when you did this Mm. it really didn't look too good and you could have transitioned easier into whatever Mm. so now we can have that back and forth so now you mentioned obviously you're going out to indiana yeah you know you're looking to go elsewhere where else you know are you looking to stay this northeast central states you're looking to go to south where are you um i'd like to do Tennessee for sure mm-hmm. um, but I really want to get out to Massachusetts and, mm-hmm. and like the New England area um, Michigan and uh, I'd like to get back into Pennsylvania um, it's been a little bit since I wrestled in PA and um, I'm already in talks with some companies in Ohio but I'm not going to drop any names just yet until everything is solidified yeah. Yeah. but I will be heading out there too yeah yeah because I think you know I've, I've talked to as far as this show goes talked to so many people that are just you know you're looking at different parts of the country they're just hotbeds and I just think you know especially with the northeast whether like I said Massachusetts out there yeah. to New York to Ohio yeah. if you look at a lot of these main rosters whatever roster it is impact ROH um, you know AEW WWE NXT you see a lot of those guys from the uh, north uh, the northeast you get yeah. your yeah. guys from Ohio you get your mm-hmm. like the Miz you get Ziggler, you get all these guys, the War Raiders, whatever they, or yeah, whatever yeah. they're called now. The Viking experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, no kidding, yeah, no kidding. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, I knew it was going to happen eventually because they're all on the Viking crap, but I'm like, hey, it is what it is. Um, but it's just, you get different parts of the country, you know, you get select few, you know, I've, you know, I've talked to, um, you know, Caden and, and, Ma- yeah. and Maximo Suave about it. Hey, North Carolina, I got these guys down in North Carolina. If you want to get yeah get down there you know um because that's you get that southern wrestling oh i would i would love to go to north carolina and wrestle somewhere near myrtle beach and then just stay that's where caden's you know came from yes south carolina so it's like yeah <clears throat> i'll have to get you the information too for that one promotion down there but, yes please um but yeah it's just you get so many promotions just popping up you know young 
young promotions that are, you know, just looking to compete. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think, too, we're blessed to live where we live because Canada is a hotbed. Oh, yeah. And they're just, you know, anywhere you go there, there's, like, top-level talent. Um, you know, earlier this year, we did a one-off for Bordertown. And, jeez, mm. um, the talent on that show. Mm. And, uh, you know, last year, we did so many shows in Canada, and every single one was just like, can you believe who's on this card? Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of great... And, you know, some of those guys wrestle here. You yeah. know, like... Um, Lionel Knight, mm-hmm. um, man, top level talent. Even um, Yeah, yeah. Um, Carter, mm-hmm. you know, Carter Mason is just holy, scary good. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are on <clears throat> all of these shows. You see them working two shows a day sometimes because yeah. Canada just always has wrestling. You know, and, you know? And, and, and I told, you know, this afternoon, I told a bunch of the other guys, I'm like, hey, I, I know somebody out in the Maritimes, even. Maritimes is yeah, that, yeah. It's that crown jewel that I think of, you know, when you think Canada, okay, you're thinking Smash in Toronto, you're thinking yeah, of course, Barry, of course. Or whatever, Border, whatever. Border, yeah. And um, you get that, you get that Maritimes all far east. That is, you get to like some Marcus Burke, Mar- Mar- Marcus Burke, uh, Kobe Christ, yeah. a lot of those guys. Yeah. I think it was, was it Kazarni was even out there yes. for one time. Yeah, that's a hotbed too. And that's yeah. even a hotbed. That's building up too because you're seeing a lot of those guys moving last a little bit to mm-hmm. Toronto area mm-hmm. to get a little bit more. It, they're not, I couldn't say they're not getting noticed there, but they're yeah. even more noticed in the Toronto area. Yeah, uh, for sure. St. Catharines, you know, yeah, that yeah. area more towards, yeah, obviously you, you and Buffalo. Well, I mean, even, um, you know, it was there was a short-lived company uh, called Synergy up in Oshawa, mm-hmm. and um, we were up there as a, as a six-man group, me, Cyclone, Mad Dog, when I say we, and uh, we, we um, were starting a feud with Fight or Flight, and uh, we had one match, and it was real good, but we kept it on the simpler side, thinking that we were building. We never got to have yeah. the the matches that you know were to follow, we'll and forward. now I'm just dying to face those guys yeah. because they're so good. Yeah. And it's like we we need to. I don't care if it's singles or tag at this point. I just need to face those guys mm-hmm. and see what we could have done. Yeah. You know. So there's there's just so much stuff going on. Well, there's just so much wrestling out there in general, as far as independent. You know, whether it be here in the Northeast, you even go west. You get PWG out there. You get you know A or was it AIW out in Cleveland. You get anything. Yeah. There's so many popping up in Chicago, all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. but um, now to you know. Head over to your podcast, All Bets Off. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just had, uh, forgive me, I forgot his uh, last name, but Bruce from... Uh, Bruce Kulik, yeah. Bruce Kulik yeah, from, from Kiss. From Kiss. Yeah. That had to, you know, being a the Kiss fan that you are, oh, that man. had to be an absolute yeah. thrill for you. I mean, talk about things coming around full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, um, Bruce is actually my favorite guitarist that, um, that Kiss ever had. Um, I feel like the 12 years that he spent in the group uh, was their best musically. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it was their best. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. their best musically. Yeah. Um, Revenge is my by far my favorite Kiss album. It's it's heavy, and it was just Kiss's statement just to, like, we're still fucking here. Yeah. You know, you watch the music videos, and Paul Stanley's wearing the shirt that says fuck, and Gene's all, you know. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Gene, yeah. No, no, fuck's <laughs> And Gene Simmons is just leathered out, and that yeah. was his, like, bread and butter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The heavier, the better for Gene. Yeah. You know, I feel like before Bruce joined the band, they were, they were stuck in this weird, like, disco and then post-disco funk where it was just like this poppy like you know love making Mm -hmm. you know neon everything phase and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong I'm a Kiss fan through and through I loved all that stuff Mm -hmm. but I know that that was a hard time for the band Mm -hmm. so when Bruce came back and I feel like he breathed new life into that so it was cool to sit down and be able to talk to him and just to hear like his career was legendary Mm -hmm. he started with Meatloaf and Michael Bolton you know, goes through Kiss, then he's in bands, you know, with guys from Rat and Motley Crue, mm-hmm. and and then uh, to end up in Grand Funk Railroad, who is a equally legendary band in a different way uh, than Kiss, it's just like the the career that this guy had it just shows you how talented he is, mm-hmm. you know. But Kiss is also famous for grabbing guys who are you know that good. You know, yeah. their their current drummer, uh, Eric Singer, played with Lita Ford, Alice Cooper, Black Sabbath, like. They're, they they just know who to grab. Right. So it was just so cool to have him on and just to be able... And he was awesome. Like, I, I didn't deal with his management team or anything. It was all directly with him, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool on his part because we'd been in talks since um, the end of last year. 
Oh, wow. So for us to finally coordinate it and to bring it full around, because I initially wanted him to be my first guest, but with his touring schedule and, you know, everything, it was just a very, you know, I'm busy for this many weeks and, you know, yeah. it just wasn't working out. And then my wrestling schedule wasn't even allowing me to start podcasting because for the last few years, my wrestling schedule has been heavy mm-hmm. and hectic. And this year it slowed down a little bit because, you know, I had my surgery and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, um... It was just time for me to start, and yeah. and Bruce thankfully was still on board with me. Yeah, yeah. And we got that going. Yeah, so. you know, and I, I, you know, been doing this show too for me is like you see that all the time, especially with a lot of the works, a lot of the boys. You know, hey, I can't do it here. We can do it there. No, I can't right. do it here. And you know, nine times out of ten, they're hey, yeah, let's do it now. Let's do it here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fine, let's go here. Record, go. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> but um, but yeah. Now, you got you know. Being a Kiss fan, what mm-hmm. other bands have you, you know, currently or all time that you've listened to? Obviously, you mentioned 80s hair, uh, hair yeah. band, stuff like that. But, you know, what do you currently listen to? Um, my my favorite band at the moment and who has been for a long time is uh, Wednesday 13. Um, I actually opened up for them twice, which was a really cool experience because growing up a fan of somebody, you start listening to somebody when you're 15 years old. I was still in high school. He was playing with the Murder Dolls with the guys from Dope and Slipknot. So it was like a metal super group, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, oddly enough, wearing his shirt right oh, now yeah, that I actually <laughs> bought. I bought this in my senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and to get that call to say, you know, can you open up for Wednesday? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, um, interviewed his bassist the the uh, podcast before Bruce Kuehl. Yeah, yeah. And uh, became friends with with those guys over the years, at least the majority of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just can't get enough, man. They pump me up when I got a big match coming up. I, I put my headphones in. I'm listening to Wednesday 13. And for anybody who doesn't know, they're like horror rock. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's horror movie based rock and roll is what I would call it. Um, certain albums are got that punk vibe where they're kind of campy, and some of the songs will be a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. But then other times. Um, especially lately he's just heavy yeah and i just really vibe on that heaviness um as far as like what else i'm listening to besides the 80s hair metal and wednesday 13s i'm still big into dope godsmack um but i always gravitate back to the the hair metal stuff i'm huge into striper um listen mm-hmm. to striper constantly mm-hmm. um Poison's one of my favorite bands saw them 15 times mm-hmm. um, got to play in the vip tenant during lake for yeah. them um but yeah just I'm just very rock and roll, which yeah. is, it's probably throws people off when they come to see me play because I'm just an acoustic so, guitar so out, yeah. guy, and yeah, yeah, but when I'm in the car and I'm at the gym, it's it's metal. Yeah, 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 because so. that's one of the first bands, I say the first concerts I saw, well, one of them, first one I saw was the Goo Goo Dolls, obviously being from Buffalo, that's a staple, you have to see them. Of course, yeah, yeah, I've um, seen the Goo so many times, okay. I'm a huge, I'm, I'm very influenced by them with my own songwriting. <clears throat> They're by far, in every way, is, you know, I'm not huge as music as you are, but, mm-hmm. you know, who's the best band you ever see? Best band you see live? Goo Goo Dolls, by far. Yeah. By far. For yeah. me, anyways. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen Shine Down live. And yeah. um, the third one I saw that was absolutely phenomenal was uh, Breaking Breaking Benjamin. If I had to break down, like, my favorite live bands, um, it's such a weird scale because um, I've, I've probably been to hundreds and hundreds of shows, especially playing um, and... Uh, as far as 80s hair metal goes too like i've i've only opened up for one 80s hair metal band that was bang tango but that was a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> okay, you yeah. gotta have a name like that you yeah. gotta be fun right yeah and uh i know they weren't like people are like oh yeah i i kind of remember bang tango like they they had a couple hits in the 80s and, and early 90s um but they were just a lot of fun mm-hmm. but um as far as like live shows that i say are the best live performances um poison hands down i always have the most fun at poison shows um this is going to throw everybody off here, but Kid Rock. Hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. Like, yeah, I've seen him twice. Rock Kid Rock or Country Kid both. Rock? Both. Okay. I've seen him both. Uh, the first time I saw him, I was probably uh, maybe in my late teens. Yeah. And it was mind-blowing. And then I saw him again in, like, my mid-20s, and he was a little more mellowed out. Still did the rock stuff, but had some country stuff in yeah, there, yeah. too, and it was incredible. So that was a big one. Um, so Poison, Kid Rock, definitely the Goose. Yeah, the Goose yeah. put on a great oh, show. Yeah. Um, seen them so many times. Wednesday 13 puts on one of the most amazing shows you will ever see. And if you're a KISS fan, you will also be a Wednesday 13 fan because there's costume changes and there's just stuff that he does on stage that you're just like, man, this guy is wild. Um, but obviously you gotta throw KISS in there too because KISS isn't a concert. 
kiss is an event. <laughs> no, no, it's, you get tailgating. You right. get you get you get freaking spoofs on Family Guy. <laughs> right, and then you go in there and there's blood dripping and fire and bombs and you know flying guitars and yeah. like rockets shooting out of the guitars and like <clears throat> that's a circus, man. Like when you go see them, so yeah. that's always one of the best ones. But yeah. I can go on and on because I've I've been to so many shows. But yeah. uh, I just saw Nita Strauss and uh, she puts on a really good show too. Yeah. Um, obviously Motley Crue. Alice Cooper puts on one of the best shows in the world. Um, but yeah, I, it's so hard for me to narrow it down because I've been I've been to so many shows and played on so many shows. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. they all kind of mesh into one sometimes. <laughs> well, no, it was like that concert I saw with like, when I saw Breaking Benjamin. They they didn't even headline. They were opening for mm-hmm. um, Stained. Oh, you gotta but love when bef- that happens. Before, yeah. I'm like, Shit. You know, a really cool show that I saw that was mind blowing that all three bands blew my mind was uh, Seven Dust, Alter Bridge, and then Godsmack was the headliner. Yeah. And that show as a whole was like, this is one of the greatest shows I've ever it's seen. It's outrageous, yeah. Yeah. So it's such a talented, like you said, it's, it, it's an experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like like a kid. There's yeah. no, you can't compare things to kids. But you know, on opposite ends of the spectrum, I've also seen Ziggy Marley, mm-hmm. and that was mind blowing. And yeah. that's reggae. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, my God, like it was like a movement yeah, yeah. when you're there. You're just like, I, I don't like to pigeonhole myself into saying, like, I'll only go to this type of concert. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've seen so many different styles of music, but like Ziggy Marley, I saw him twice and I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this man is like a spiritual movement. It's mm-hmm. just insane. Yeah. You know. Now, you know, everybody says, you know, the running question that everybody gets asked is the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Yeah. I'm going to throw that away. I'm not even gonna ask you that. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of, of bands. Mm. Obviously, you, you okay. can't you can put Kiss in there if you want. <laughs> with all, but like, what other three would you put in there? Definitely Kiss, just because um, I can never turn my back on Kiss. And you you probably know that Kiss fans are fiercely loyal. Like they oh, will, no, <laughs> without a doubt, without a they doubt, they will fight you to the death on why Kiss is literally, the fan of all. Literally, <laughs> and I'm one of those people. Yeah. Like, look, I got my Kiss Army keychain and everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you know you gotta represent. Come on, man. So Kiss for sure. Um, Skid Row. Uh, poison, and um, the fourth one's going to be tough because I'm, I'm tied. I flip flop between Wednesday 13 and Motley Crue a lot, mm-hmm. so it depends on the day you're going to ask me. <laughs> so for now, I'm going to say Kiss, Poison, Skid Row, and um, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Wednesday 13 today. Yeah. It could end up being Motley Crue tomorrow, yeah, yeah. and then it'll be back to Wednesday 13. Go back and forth. Yeah. Go back and forth. <laughs> you, you know, because it's just you have what. Outside of Kiss, because you know we know, you know, big fan of Kiss. Yeah. What you have one album as a whole mm-hmm. to listen to, that you can just turn on whenever you want. Yeah. Day in day out, you can just listen over and over again until it gets worn out. What album is that? Well, I can narrow it down to two. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? No, that's fine. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. Um, it's gonna have to be either. Um, Flesh and Blood by Poison, or it's going to be um, Skid Row, the self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, those two albums I feel like I could listen to anytime, anywhere, front to back, uh, without skipping a song, mm-hmm. and they're just mind-blowing albums. Um, yeah. I feel like for as great as, as um, Skid Row was, they're still kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Sebastian Bach is by far the greatest singer of all time. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody needs to think <laughs> think the same as I yeah, think, yeah. but if you were gonna give me like, you know, the best frontman and singer as far as range and screams and what he can do, I mean, the guy was on Broadway, yeah, but he was also the singer of one of the greatest metal bands of all time. That tells you what that that range is. He's got a big range. Yeah, yeah. and I just think that anything he's involved in is immediately gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to definitely stick with those two albums. Uh, Brett Michaels, good singer, but amazing front man yeah big difference yeah, like really, when, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. yeah when people are like you know your favorite singers and i say brett michaels they're like but he doesn't really like have that range of like an axel he's Rose or sebastian bacher vince neal right but he's he's a rock star yeah you look at him and you're like oh he's he's a fucking rock star yeah and then you see him on stage and he just commands the crowd like nothing it's nothing to him yeah. it's just his natural charisma so and it comes through on the albums especially flesh and blood so yeah um, so, you know, being, you know, musician that you are, the mm-hmm. wrestler that you are, where, you know, are you play? do you want to do both, you know, going forward? Do you want to do one more than the other? You know, you um, just want to see where the tips fall? At this point, 
Yes, um, because what what happened was is I was in the music game, like I was saying earlier, from the time I was 14, right? Mm-hmm. So I got burned out on Broken Promises and Almost. I made a few albums with a few different bands, and uh, my, my final project that I did as a full band was hard rock, borderline metal, some of our songs, was called Angel Down, and um, which was uh, my tribute to Sebastian Bach, because we named the band after his uh, first big solo album, Angel Down. And um, it was, you know, we're going to put you guys on Warp Tour, and you're going to play this big show, and you're going to play that big show, and you're going to open up for Disturbed, and like all these promises were being thrown our way, and all these promises were falling through. And I guess that's just the nature of the entertainment business in general. And But I always knew I wanted to be in music, in wrestling, something entertainment, you know. Um, those are my two big loves, music and wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm going to regret never wrestling. I need to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm putting this music thing, like I was still actively playing with the band, just less, and focused on wrestling. And as wrestling progressed for me, I completely stopped playing with the full band and just started focusing on my solo work. For a while there, I didn't even do that. Mm-hmm. And it was just all wrestling. Um, and then somebody came back into my life, re-sparked my, my, you know, motivation and inspiration in music, um, within the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she reminded me, like, this is you, this is like a part of yeah. you, you know? Yeah. And, um, it feels good to be back at it. So yeah. right now it's one of those things where I'm, I'm putting my best foot forward equally with both. Whereas yeah. before it was kind of like music was my money grab as... It sounds shitty to say it that yeah, way. No, no, I know, I know what you mean. But yeah, no, it was like, oh, I need a couple hundred bucks. I'm gonna, you know, book a let, show. Yeah, let me go book a show I, somewhere. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've been around for so long that I could just hurry up and book one real quick. Yeah. And uh, but wrestling was my thing. And now, um, getting back into it, like I don't know if you know, but I'm recording my first full length album in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing ten tracks, and that'll yeah. be out, you know, midsummerish, um, thanks to this person. Yeah. And. Um, I'm playing more gigs, man. So yeah. now it's like I'm putting just as much effort back into my music. I'm not as bitter about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't see myself being in a full rock and roll metal band anytime because I love wrestling so much. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like never say never because it's not like I don't get the itch. Yeah. You know, every now and then I'm just jamming to a heavy tune in my car and I'm like, this would be a cool cover. But right now, I think wherever it goes, but, um, you know, I'm so passionate about wrestling. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody here at Upstate knows that about me. I'll talk to you about wrestling or music equally for hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, at this point in time, I think um, I'm going to focus on both and see what mm-hmm. happens. I yeah. mean, if Chris Jericho can do it, why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing both for a very long yeah. time. And not to say, you know, he does more music than wrestling now, and I don't want that by any yeah, means. Yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't be going to Indiana if that was the case. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess we'll just see where it goes and see how the album does and, uh, you know, see what my singles career brings yeah. me as a wrestler. Because this yeah. is a new adventure for me in wrestling, which is also just as inspiring as getting back into music. Yeah. I feel new life into my wrestling career right now because it's like, wow, I'm going to be doing all kinds of stuff now because it's just me in there. Yeah. So. Now, you mentioned a lot of some cover cover music. You go, um, do you actually write your own stuff too? Or I no? do. Yeah. I do. Uh, my album is um, nine of my own originals and uh, one cover. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've been writing music for a long time with all the bands that I was in. Um, I was the... Uh, well, not for all the bands, but for the last few bands I was in, I was the sole songwriter. I was the only one that was writing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because they were my babies. It was my project. I picked the musicians that I wanted in those bands, and I said, here's my songs. And I pretty much had the songs written, and they just had to play my songs. Yeah. Um, but I was with a lot of talented guys who could do that. Yeah. You know, so... Um, my drummer uh, for my last project, which, oddly enough, today is the five-year anniversary of his passing. Mm. Um, he was so talented, great drummer, and he just got it. Mm-hmm. I could describe to him what I saw, and, in, in, you know, I would have the lyrics, I would have the guitar, uh, I would even have some of the bass lines done, mm-hmm. and kind of explain to him what I wanted on the drums, and he just knew. Mm-hmm. And, and together, we were just like... Bam, like unstoppable. You're together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, know, you see that a lot of the times with wrestling too. You know, you just like whether it be tag team wrestling or singles wrestling or whatever you do, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Hey, we won't talk about. I'll see you out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You get beginning, middle, end. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And sometimes you don't even need the beginning, and the middle. You just need the end. Right, right. And we yeah. won this with this contest, uh, which gave us five grand towards recording a professional album as a band. Yeah. And uh, so <clears throat> we made a really kick-ass record, and um, you know I'm, I'm still super proud of that record to this mm-hmm. day. And uh, 10 tracks, and all 10 tracks are my songs. Yeah. You know, just. Now, you know, whether it be with the podcast or um, 
you know, wrestling or whatever, who who are some of those guys that, you know, both you want to interview mm-hmm. that, you know, that two, three guys, whatever, mm-hmm. and who are those couple guys that you want to work, whether it be here at Upstate yeah. or through in Buffalo or up in this area that um, you want to work with? So three guys that I want to interview or three people, um, that's so tough because um, my, my list is still so long in my mind of uh, I want to interview Wednesday 13 for sure. That's that's number one on my list right now. Um, I definitely would love to interview um, Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of his in-ring work, but um, I'm a huge fan of Edge as a person. Mm-hmm. I had a very cool run-in with him um, face-to-face, and uh, it left a very positive mark on my life. And I would love to just be able to sit down and talk to him as a man. Mm-hmm. And not even necessarily about his entire career because I've heard all the interviews. He's talked about it all a million times. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to him on a very personal level, and I would love to be able to do that and let people hear it. Mm-hmm. So definitely Edge. Um, and I would actually like to do Jeff Hardy because he's he's just so unique. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard so many interviews, and none of them are the same. Yeah, oh yeah. Because he's just a very unique guy. And again, I've had uh, many run-ins with him. Um, one just recently when I did my extra work for the WWE, mm-hmm. um, but I also did uh, extra work for TNA years ago, mm-hmm. and he was there. And um, and you know, every time he's been so positive about me being around him, and he's willing to talk to me, mm-hmm. and he's not just one of those guys that brushes you off, you know. Um, now, as far as guys that I want to wrestle, um, I want to go one-on-one with Cloudy. <laughs> you, know, that, you know, that's, I think that's, you know, being around as long as he has, you know, up and down, he's been all over, that's... Yeah, yeah. Especially in, in this area, across, you know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, not to say that I haven't wrestled him a bunch of times, but it's always been in, uh, I'm wrestling him tonight, but it's mm. in a six-man scramble. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I've wrestled him five times, I think, in, yeah. uh, in tag teams. Uh, I've wrestled him in a four-man scramble. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I've I've wrestled him tons of times, and there's a chemistry there, yeah. and I'd like to explore it as a one-on-one yeah. match. Um, who else would I like to get in the ring with? Um, a dream match I have is definitely Adam Cole. <laughs> oh <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah. yeah. But, it might be a little bit difficult now. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll just like glance over that, and I'll give you two different ones. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll set that to the side for a little bit. Until... Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, my list is so long that my mind's racing through like faces and names right now. Um, I would like to get in there with. Here's a weird one for you. I would like to get in there with um, Just Incredible. Hmm. And interesting. I, it's just a thing. I yeah. don't know. And uh, Stevie Richards too. Yeah. Like those are just two guys that I'm like I really just want to work those guys. You know. Um, I I couldn't even pinpoint the exact like I was a huge Stevie Richards fan growing up. Yeah. Uh, been shared many locker rooms with him. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd love to work with him, but for some reason, like I don't know, I was never like this huge diehard Just Incredible fan or anything like that. Right. But I just want to work with the guy. Like I heard that he was doing indie shows and stuff still, and I was like, that'd be fun. Yeah. That's just like a fun match that I would like to have. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, and definitely. Um, Lee Knight, for sure. Yeah. Lionel Knight is, oh, is definitely on my list. Yeah. One of the, and you may even get that down here when he comes out yeah. here. I don't know, you know, obviously circumstances can arise. I'll be honest with you. In my phone, I have a top ten. Yeah. So I could have just pulled get that out and just read through my No, that's phone. fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better for the podcast. We just kind of, you know, yeah. fire him off. But Every year um, I have a top ten. So, like, just, just for, like, throwing a couple extra names out there, Mark Wheeler and Vaughn Vertigo would be two guys I would like to wrestle to. Yeah. Mark Wheeler, I've, I've gotten to, you know, see his stuff online. And just constantly go, and especially in this area too. Yeah, shared um, a bunch of locker rooms with him. Nicest guy ever. Yeah. Um, and just really good. And he got good so fast. <laughs> well, no, it's just you just take it just takes a little bit for you to get noticed in in general. Yeah. And the independent yeah. scene, and then bam, you get the likes of AEW, Impact, ROH, yeah, for sure. all these smaller yeah for sure promotions but still have the name recognition going right and then there's guys um, that have been around for a long time that i would still love to mix it up with like tyson dukes and rj city mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. tyson dukes was like a mentor for me when i first started um mm-hmm. we were in the locker room together every month at you know whatever shows and he was always you know pull up a chair and listen mm-hmm. and he would allow me to do that so yeah you know because i've actually sat down and actually talked with him on for the show too like uh, last year couldn't have been a nicer guy. Hey, what yeah. do you need? What do you need? And for <clears throat> being on the two, was it the Cruiserweight? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the Cruiserweight Classic, yeah. 
mm-hmm. with him, and then I sat down and talked with Justin Credible too, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, before he, you know, had his incidences and all that stuff last year, but um, couldn't be the nicest guys. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And, crazy. It, and it seems to be the, the heels tend to be nicer guys, right? Because they're not, they're, <laughs> not, they're, they're not, they sometimes can't be the nice guys, right? You know what I mean? So, so that's they get why that they're platform so nice. to be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and Duke's had a, an amazing career. I mean, when when I look back on like how how long I I saw him on WWE TV and uh, you know the early days of TNA and stuff like that. And obviously yeah. back in TNA now, um, doing stuff for them again and the Cruiserweight Classic and like man, what a wealth of knowledge. And he's got the Wrestling Factory yeah. up there and he's just pumping out great you know wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> and he's pumping he's pumping out kids too. He's, yeah. He's <laughs> pregnant again. Holy crap. And he's and like and he. He's not like super old, but he's not no. super young. It's like, yeah. holy crap, you got like good genes or something, man. You know? I know. I'll tell you, man, that he's in such great shape. Oh yeah. For somebody who's been doing this for, it's got to be coming up on 20 years. It's gotta I, be. I really don't know, but I'm assuming that it's got to be coming it's gotta, up. On it's got to be coming up. And he just least. looks great. Yeah. And he's like better than ever. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Like I would love to be able to say that at my 20 year mark, I'm having the best matches on the card, and I'm still in the main event. And still looking at <laughs> and still looking at good. Yeah, yeah. You, like he's got all three going on. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm not uh, trying to mark out or anything, but I kind of am. <laughs> yeah, why, why not? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times people have that five-year plan, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the wrestling business. You, you know, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring sometimes. Yeah. yeah. We'll throw the five-year plan out of there, three-year plan. Where do you want to see yourself this time next year? This time next year, I'd like to say that um, I got the call to do some more WWE extra work, at least a couple more of those under my belt. I would love to say that I got to go to the Performance Center for sure. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. You know, um, with Impact being in Toronto, I'd love to say that I got to do some work for them. Um, and I just want to start checking states off my, my mm-hmm. list. So if this time next year I've added three or four new states that I haven't wrestled in ever before instead of just trying to get back to, mm-hmm. um, that would be cool. Yeah. You know, um, And, of course, everybody's bucket list item is Mexico, right? Like, everybody wants to go to Mexico. Yeah, why not? Right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> and, and just say, you know, I worked in Mexico because yeah. it's such a hotbed and it's different, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, I just want to make a better name for myself and if I could touch a few lives in the process because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, I don't know the reason why everybody gets into it, but I'd like to think that a lot of us remember what it was like to be a fan and go to wrestling shows mm. and um, forget. Like, mm-hmm. forget your problems and meet your favorite wrestlers, and they make you feel mm-hmm. good, you know? And I'd like to say that uh, if I'm a heel, then I hope that, you know, the face gets over on me and some little kid's yeah. happy about that, yeah, yeah. you know? And, yeah, uh, no, no, I get that. You know, if I'm a face, I'd like to say that uh, I touched a few lives, and people were like, you know, for a little while, you made me feel really good that day. Yeah. And I forgot whatever I was going through for a couple hours, and you were super nice, and I bought your shirt, and we took a picture together. And uh, I went home feeling good because I met you and you were cool. Yeah. You know, like, isn't that the goal? Or exactly. even as a parent, too, yeah. like, you, you made my kid feel really good. Yeah. You know, and you that's know. one of the things where you get, where that, I think that the music business and the wrestling business kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Where you kind of, you know, working here, whether it's here at UPW, doing the shows, you know, meeting other guys, going across the country, meeting other other boys yeah. and gals yeah. or whatever. You get to forget about your crap that you have back at home. For sure. Your shoot jobs that you, yep. ba- you hate getting up for yeah, every right, day. Right, 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 you know, right. and you know, you just forget about that crap for an hour, yeah. two hours, three yeah. hours, whatever, or even just watch it on TV. Right. And especially being in rock and roll for as long as I was and growing up with it, because isn't rock and roll by nature is very rebellious. Oh yeah. So like as you're growing up, you you fight against the system that that uh, that teaches to, uh, you know live and die yeah you know so to me being that like not not as much anymore but i was never going to be like i'm not going to settle for not chasing these things like music and wrestling whatever i'm not just going to be content being a nine to five wear a suit every day mm-hmm. you know absolutely not you look so. good in a suit though i can uh, <laughs> hair pulled back yeah right right <laughs> yeah i know somebody else who would tell you that too um, <laughs> but um but yeah so you know, but that's that's kind of what it is, though, is we here in wrestling or music, I'm, I'm speaking to people through my music and, and through yeah. my wrestling. Mm-hmm. They're both art forms, and they're both, you know, a different type of art form, but it's still touching lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I made you forget your problems, or maybe my song touched you in a way that you were like, man, like, that got me through, and I wrote that. Yeah. So it's like, maybe you felt how I felt in the moment, and yeah. maybe, like, a song touched you in a way because it made you think of a certain person or whatever, like... To me, that's always been the goal. It's never been to be rich and famous. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be great to, to make a living doing these things and have, you know, obviously right now I have the extra income in my life because of these things, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, 
God blessed me with a couple different talents. And I'll never say, like, I'm ungrateful for the money that I do make in those fields. But it wasn't about being that famous person. It was more about um, just being having that platform mm -hmm. to say, you know, I touched your life in, mm -hmm. a, in a special kind of way. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter if it's a kid who's just, like, feels like he's a loner. Because that's how I felt when I was mm -hmm. younger. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'd rather be in my room listening to Nirvana or mm -hmm. whatever than being out doing anything mm. social <laughs> so but wrestling also brought me out of that shell and so did music because now i'm on stage i'm i'm the center of attention and, yeah. and it became um yeah i could do this yeah you know it's like it's funny when that you say that too like we're about the same age and it's like you grew up when we were growing up watching wrestling back in the day mm -hmm. 10, 20 years ago at this point but <laughs> shit makes me feel fucking old as shit but yeah thanks for um, saying yeah, that yeah no kidding <laughs> um, but you know even even previous to that you know right when you get you know growing up and you know early 90s i'll say that but mm -hmm. you know you get those tape tradings and it wasn't cool to be a wrestling fan no then mm -hmm. as much as it is now because yeah. when you say oh i'm a wrestling fan now it's like oh okay what do you what do you do you know yeah, you do this yeah, you do that yeah. then it's like oh man you guys you got to be one of those nerds in your parents basement or something eating cheetos yeah, on a beanbag yeah. chair i mean cause now now it's like wrestling's pop culture exactly like how many people it's entertainment like, you say something about wrestling and 20 people in the room are gonna go oh did you watch AEW?" and yeah. you're like uh, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean but how like, do you know <laughs> yeah back when i was um back when i was in middle school um the attitude era was just starting mm -hmm. and then it was becoming cool because mm -hmm. now it was flipping mm -hmm. people off and telling people to suck it and mm -hmm. like they were the rebels that we looked at for like rock and roll mm -hmm. like dx was motley Crue. oh exactly you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and it was like and i mean like i mean that literally they were the motley Crue. No, they're the of, rebels yeah and um and it became cool and it was like a voice for people who were like rock and roll outcasts and yeah. like whatever and then by the time i was in high school like it was just like super cool to yeah. like if you didn't watch wrestling, you were like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what you I mean? No, exactly. You know, and that's, <laughs> like I said before, you know, that first pay-per-view that I saw was WrestleMania 6 on tape. And then, you know, it's, it wasn't cool. You get a little bit older. Ah, fuck that. I'm, I'm going to be fun mm -hmm. watching wrestling. And then I got into it right around 2000, 99, 2000. Mm -hmm. Right there with, uh, what's it, that? WrestleMania 2000, literally. And went yeah. from Anaheim. Yeah. And, you know, I got friends who were doing, you know, I was doing that backyard crap on yeah. family and all that shit. And, we uh, don't try, admit that stuff. You no, know, no, no, no. Now you, now you can't. Now then you couldn't. It, you try not to kill each other with freaking goddamn cookie sheets, bust yeah. each other open. Um, I'll tell you a story off, off air <laughs> about a time we had. But, um, you know, and then, and then it was probably maybe a handful of us, maybe five, six of us. We'd go from house to house yeah. when you actually had to pay for the pay-per-views yes. when yeah, it wasn't yeah. on the network. And yeah, I remember doing pay-per-view oh, parties, yeah. yeah. We'd, I'd go to one guy's house one one month, the next guy, and then go to my – just keep rotating. Yeah. You know, we'll get you – know, we weren't drinking, but, you know, we were mm -hmm. getting, you know, mm -hmm. you know, pizza and pop or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's when I got back into it. I haven't looked back since. You know, now yeah. with the current product, there's just so much out there. I'm like, honestly – Yeah. I haven't watched Raw SmackDown in probably about two, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, yeah. you know, I have bigger things. I got a son. I got a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a wife. I got a house there. I got a lot more crap to deal with. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, And I yeah. can't stay up until 11 o'clock mm -hmm. and watch five hours of wrestling every week. No, I agree. I agree. And you know what's funny, too, is you bring up, like, <clears throat> you have a son and family and all that stuff. And I've always been the type of person, even though I'm very much involved in music and wrestling and podcasting and entertainment, um, I'm a very private person as far as my private life goes. Mm -hmm. Like, my social media... Um, as far as like Facebook, mm -hmm. like it's and Twitter, it's very much uh, it's Robbie Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm promoting music, wrestling, podcasting. You'll never see pictures of my family. I'm yeah. <laughs> you know no, no, what I mean? Like I keep that stuff separate. Yeah. You know? And you don't see that now. You, know, yeah. you see the whole we got to keep quote unquote kayfabe. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. And I don't mind shit. the occasional personal posts. Yeah, I don't yeah. because we're human beings. Yeah. We're still fucking human beings. Yeah, yeah. Even though we're these characters and we're these you know whatever, I'm still a man yeah. and I still have outside things and feelings and whatever yeah. so yes every now and then I will post something yeah. but I'm not one of those people that projects my everyday life yeah. for Plus all what to see what you're eating for lunch hey, yeah. I checked I checked into right. the cheesecake right. factory like, or something. I don't need people to know like even when I when I had my surgery yeah like, yes I ended up posting something because I was getting a lot of you know like yeah. you okay you know whatever yeah you know so hey thanks you know I'm coming back from surgery that was more so what I was saying I'm coming back from surgery this is my first show back whatever 
but I wasn't on there like posting pictures of me in the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you no, see no, guys, exactly. you know what I mean? See like, people with like, no. one of those goddamn cones on their <laughs> yeah, backs. Right, right. like, You're not gonna see a picture of me with oxygen in my nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not my thing, man. Like, yeah. you want to know Robbie Vegas? You can know Robbie Vegas, yeah, yeah. but you know, I'm not even gonna say my last name right now. But no, 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 that's No, but it's just like you see a lot of the times, you know. Before I got involved with the show over the last year and a half or so, um, on and off, obviously doing interviews and other things too, but mm-hmm. um, I never knew what the hell Twitter was before the damn show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I had Facebook just because, you know, I had family and all yeah. that crap and, yeah. you know, they want to see the kid and mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, I'm like, fuck, now I got all these friends that I, I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, my buddy from Toronto. What buddy? You never met him before? I'm like, yeah, but you meet him through <laughs> social media. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you don't yeah. physically meet him, but you yeah, know. You yeah. feel like, did you know him because you'd talk about, you know, wrestling or I was gonna say, or um, music yeah. or whatever. In the wrestling and, and the music business, you, you feel like you know these people because you're in the same business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not necessarily somebody you, you had to have met yet. Yeah. But you know you're going to cross paths with them. But at the, in the same token, too, you have a lot of mutual friends because mm-hmm. you've been around and you've traveled and you've done whatever, and they're friends with so-and-so, friends with so-and-so, and, you know, you're going to run into them eventually. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you, you get these people that are like, oh, you're wrestling here, I'm wrestling here, and they follow you and you follow them, and you kind of get to know them that way. Mm-hmm. And then you do eventually run into them, and you're like, oh, shit, man, what's up? You yeah. know, because it's just one of those you, you already feel like you're friends. But yeah. I think maybe that's all entertainment. I, could, I probably would think that actors are the same way. Yeah. I mean, I've, that's one thing I've never tried, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you never just, down the road. You never. Yeah, you, well, can play, you, can play, <laughs> you can play, you know, Gene Simmons in the uh, yeah, Kiss spin-off movie or something. You know what yeah, I mean? What yeah. the <laughs> You never know. I might be like, I could have been in the dirt. There you, you go. Know? <laughs> My mind is the leather, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to wrap up, yeah. uh, appreciate, like I said, long time coming, you know, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get... I'm gonna get you eventually. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'll just do it at the damn show. I, don't I think shit. we've tried this a few times. And it was and just, it was, I think, yeah. what was it? The last time it was at the Comic Con, and then my mother-in-law ended up getting in the hospital. Like, yeah, I couldn't yeah. make that show. I'm like, fuck. Okay, we gotta figure out something out. And then mm-hmm. last month, you know, run around right, and yeah. chicken with the head cut off is normal. And yeah, I think um, the last time too, I was doing like a photo shoot or yeah, yeah. something. I don't know. I'm like, fine. We'll, we'll get. We'll, I'll get you eventually. And, that, and that's, that's the funny part about podcasting is I'll get you whenever, whether we do it online, or whether we do it yeah. in person. I don't care. We'll get. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. But um, lastly, you know, just plug. You know, social media stuff you got mm-hmm. coming up. Ways people can get a hold of you with the show or what have you. Yeah. Um. So social media, you can find me. Um, Robbie V13 is usually my handle on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll catch me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, promoting upcoming shows, music gigs, uh, my album, my podcast. There's always something for me <coughs> to promote. I'm I'm <laughs> somehow one of the busiest people, but I always try and uh, keep up on at least letting people know what's going on entertainment-wise. Um, other than that, man, um, that's it because I'm just gonna throw flyers up on that. Yeah. And um, you know, of course my when my album comes out it'll be iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play. There'll be some limited sale of hard copies, because um, I know most people prefer to prefer <laughs> to download. Yeah. Believe it or not, some I'm not want doing that yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any runs of vinyl yeah. or anything like that. Um, I could still sell yeah. it, so. <laughs> uh, you can listen to All Bets Are Off with Robbie Vegas on Spreaker, Spotify, uh, the podcast app, um, any 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 major and and anything in between uh podcast app will have that on there yeah. uh, as far as wrestling goes um, i'm just throwing flyers out there man um i got the iron man uh, fatal four-way tag team iron man next week um that's going to be nightbreed versus defiance who are um, probably my favorite opponents ever as far yeah. as tag team wrestling goes and that, right up there with ando and cloudy um against uh hc loke and hellcat and uh, yeah, I know. Somebody's gonna get as Mark Henry. Somebody's gonna get their ass kicked. Right, right. <laughs> and think about this for anybody listening. H.C. Loke, man. I mean, he's been around forever. E- uh, ECW, Ring of Honor, um, and then the tough guys also. You know, Brutal Bob Evans and, yeah. and Tough Tim Hughes. Um, you know, again, names tied to bigger companies like Ring of Honor and things yeah. like that. So, and yeah, that's a that's a 30 minute Ironman match with four teams. So that's that's next week. So to, <laughs> today, you can take it easy today. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to. I'm gonna, but you know, I know for the next six days after this, it's heavy duty gym. Yeah. yeah. You know, eat clean, hit the gym. You know, really oh, get ready for get, this get match. Ready, yeah. yeah. And then of course uh, my following match. I have a gig in between. Of course, I'm playing on the Canada Day with Lady Dinner yeah. Cruise, which is gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, Mellow out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll mellow out and give me a break, and I'll do that. And then um, after that, I'll be in. Uh, Palmyra, is that how you say it? 
Palmyra. So, yeah, Palmyra, Palmyra. Yeah. Potato, potato. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I'll be facing Cyclone for the uh, the heavyweight title there. Yeah. So that's that's a cool singles match I'm looking forward to. And then we just hit the ground running in yeah. July with Indiana and whatever else we got in yeah. between. Of course, I'm always here at Upstate Pro. Yeah. Um, this is my home. Yeah. Upstate is my home. I love being here. I love the roster. Yeah. There's nothing about this place I don't like. Um, so I will always, always be here. I never book on, on Upstate days. Yeah. Well, it's definitely good to have you back here at UPW. It's good Thank to have you. you on the show finally. And uh, guys, definitely, if you don't know Robbie Vegas, go out, get him on social media, listen to the podcast. You're gonna definitely want to see where uh, where he takes it on, on the singles. I'm definitely gonna let you know on that. So. Thank you, man. Robbie, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Good. Bad. Okay, I'm Matt Willis, and this is Graham Bagshaw. Welcome, me kid. What am I supposed to do? You just introduced me. <laughs> this should be the trailer. This is it. Listen to us Fridays on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's going. Send it out right now. <laughs> and it's always PG. We're out of here. <laughs> that is the trailer. That's brilliant. <laughs>